Hello everyone, welcome to Green.io, the podcast for doers, making our digital world greener, one byte at a time. Whether you work in tech, product, data, design, marketing, you name it, you will find inspiration with us for your next actions in digital sustainability and green IT. In this second episode, we will not deep dive into a specific area like green hosting or green AI, but focus on the most important asset in any digital tech company, humans. From ops to design, from SEO to data science, from UX research to web dev, we are all facing the same challenges when it comes to raising awareness on the increasing ecological footprint of our digital world and transform it into concrete actions. And to get meaningful insights, we went to London and met Sandra Cedo. She is a natural-born European, I would say, born French, having studied in Sweden, worked in Germany where she married, and now living in the UK for almost 10 years. And yes, my British friends, disregarding any political agenda, you are still European to my heart. Sandra has an impeccable track record at PhD as a managing partner, where she thrived making complicated things easy to understand in digital marketing and working for global brands like Airbus, HP or Expedia. Two years ago, she decided to dedicate her communication and pedagogical skills to fight climate change. She co-founded the Climate Pitch and became a board member at the Digital Collage. Welcome, Sandra. Thanks a lot for joining Green.io today. Thank you again. I'm really pleased to be here. Thanks. And first of all, what did I forget to mention about you? Um, I would say maybe you have forgotten to mention that I'm doing musical theater too at my leisure time. And um, I just want to specify this because this is something I changed in my life when I decided to quit my old life to the, my new life. And it's about the importance of getting creative and reminding ourselves that we're creative every day in a world that is highly automatized. And uh, I think it's super important to reconnect with our true values. Yeah, that's amazing. How did you become interested in the sustainability and especially the sustainability of our digital sector in the first place? <laughs> Well, it's a bit of a story here, Gail, and uh, I'm, I'm okay to share it with you. It's a bit of a personal one. But um, five years ago, I was really thinking heavily of what I should do. Is my career the right one? Should I continue? Um, and I had a little bit of an increasing dissonance with what I was doing, the aim of what I was doing. I was in advertising, to remind. Mm -hmm. um, so pushing for, for consumption. And then at the same time, my son... Uh, who was teenager back then, was asking himself a lot of questions about his own future. And he asked us as well a lot of questions. And one day at dinner time, he looked at me in the eye and said, Mom, I don't understand what you're doing this job. I never do it. And that was the first lap in the face I had. The second was when I went with him to the Greta Thunberg demonstrations. And, and I swore to myself that day that I would be the one wearing, carrying those posters and not him in the future. So that was a big point in my life where I decided I need to change something. I need to put my skills to the benefit of positive missions. And th th this is when I decided to quit my job, my comfortable seat, and then dedicate all my time to positive missions. So at that point, I was still completely lost and it was a, a complete um, blank sheet of paper. And I decided then uh, to go back to study and understand better the sustainability world, which I did. And then, you know, step by step, you explore and you explore and touch what you maybe you want to do and you're good at. 
And then I discovered that it could be awareness, it could be communicating. I mean, I was 20 years in communication, so it's not, you know, a surprise. And uh, and then I had, I, I always dedicated, I was always passionate about digital. And on my way, um, I had the luck to meet wonderful people working on the digital sector sustainability. I discovered their tool we talk about after, and I thought it's brilliant. It's I can do that. I can be an ambassador of this and pushing for more questionable and more frugal um, ways of doing digital. Wow, that's a very impressive story. Like <laughs> the wake-up call coming from the children. Not the first time I hear it. Um, I think it's quite interesting in our generation that it's our children uh, pushing us to uh, our limits and making us realizing that uh, yeah, yes. we might have some stuff to change for the second half of our professional career. And, but you also became an entrepreneur. Yes, totally. Totally. And that was, you know, you would have told me five years ago, you will become an entrepreneur one day. I would say, no, I would laugh at their face and say, no, I'm not an entrepreneur, you know. And then I realized during that whole change of life that um, that you need to explore and you need to, to be open to everything. And I realized that actually stone after stone, I met brilliant people, really inspiring people. And, um, and I discovered that I could also create things myself. And uh, in the awareness uh, space, I thought there is so much to do because we are facing a world where scientists have tried to tell us that it's urgent, that the world is burning, that, that we need to do something, but without having a real impact. So how do you do that? And I thought there is a big space here also with scientific matters to simplify it and to make it so accessible to the people that they actually recognize it has a space and especially a space within the business uh, environment. And this is when I met someone great, Frédéric, uh, and we created a tool we were absolutely convinced of because it was missing for businesses to address climate change. Mm -hmm. So we developed a conference format and this is where it all started. And I said, okay, now I need to, to, to build my company to, to, and, and, and set up my own company then. Yeah, it's very interesting because I remember Oli Borsch uh, giving a, a lecture at the Climate Action Tech community and uh, it listed the three main issues when you talk about sustainability. And the very first one was like, humans are super good at solving simple problem and they're super bad at solving big complex problem and they need to split it into smaller pieces to make them actionable so i guess when you face something as big as okay climate change how you split it into um smaller pieces of chunk how you make it understandable um without you know yeah being too scientist um yeah, well, we, we developed, we have few ingredients in our format or conference format. And one is the visual storytelling. So visualization, first of all, we work together with a, with a creative director who's um, highly involved into sustainability topics. He lives actually in Vancouver and uh, he's brilliant and he's doing a lot already in this. And we love the way he drew. So it's a big drawing that we've got. And then we use storytelling. Mm. Uh, to go through this drawing, this big drawing with our audience. And uh, and the other ingredients is about interactivity. It can't be anymore a descending lecture to, 
to, to, to get people close to the knowledge and also let them recognize that they actually know already something and be part of this learning path together. So the format we've developed is actually interactive, so interactive that people can't really um, uh, relax and they <laughs> always need to be with us and respond to questions. So they are stimulated every two to three minutes Whoa. roughly. Um, and uh, and it's very important. And also, you know, the subject is very serious. So it's very important to, to, to tackle the right tonality. We don't want them to have a slap in their face. We want them to have a click and then to enclench an action, to have a motivation mm. to go after. That's the main aim of the conference is that they go out and they're totally and fully motivated. So we include our client mm. in this and we say, okay, once, once we have uh, described what is the context, what is exactly the problem or the challenge we've got with climate change, then the client can expose where they are at in their strategy of transformation, in their low carbon strategy to their employees in a very macro level, but still explaining we're on marsh. We may be not there and we're maybe not perfect. And that's important to say, but we're, we are on marsh and you can be part of this. So we are action this during the conference. So at the end, people feel some power. They feel allowed actually to be part of this story and of this fantastic transformation ahead of them. So that's the aim. And becoming actors. Becoming actors, yeah. You know, Green IO is about sharing hands-on experience and how to make our digital world more sustainable. And of course, for this to happen, we need teams to be aware of our ecological footprint and um, then ready to take actions. Which led me to this very simple and hard question. What means, which means do you use to achieve this outcome? How do you concretely tackle raising awareness regarding the footprint of our digital world? Well, coming, coming to digital in particular, um, I think, first of all, it's important to know the macro picture. So mm -hmm. it's important to understand the problem around climate change. That's the first thing. And we say to our participants, but then go into the sector, in the digital sector. And what I say always is the first step to change is awareness. We are here at the very first funnel of a path. And, um, and, and we also encounter lots of people who think they know um, about the matter mm -hmm. because we hear so much about it around around us but we never grasp exactly the details of it the the interconnectivities the overall um, big topics that are running uh, in the background and and there is a reason as well why we're we're talking about a digital rucksack, for example. It's because um, we usually like to see the top of the iceberg, but mm. we don't see what's behind, what's what's in the water. And uh, and I think it's very important. So awareness is the very first step, and get to know what's the problem makes you um, makes you understand why and how you can act. That's the very first step. Could you maybe explain to the audience what is the rucksack of a digital device? Yes, of course. So we, we, we usually, we, we tend to think about digital as the solution. We, we tend to think about digital that it's great, it's cool, and it will give us a lot of possibilities in the future. And that's true. Uh, as I said, I'm a passionate of digital. I was part of digital transformation. I helped clients to set up whole bunch of team for around digital and help them being more efficient. However, 
there is a lack of understanding of what is the reverse side of it mm. if we're not questioning what we're doing. So, so the rucksack is also to, there to represent that it might be positive, but actually the negative impacts might overweight or outweigh the, the positive impacts. And that's what the people are not aware of. And, and we, we're going, and therefore in the workshop we're proposing, this digital collage workshop, mm -hmm. is really to understand themselves and discover that, oh, yes, I love digital, but actually if, I'm, if I don't question what I'm doing, we're going to the wall. I mean, it's just, you know, you talk about um, exponential growth. Well, it's great and always being faster. And this is the fastest growing sector, as we know. However, if you mirror this to the emissions, carbon emissions, then this is exactly the same and it goes exactly on the same trend. Mm. We're not in a decelerating trend here in this sector. We're accelerating. And this is where we need to question what we're doing, how we're doing things and how we're using digital. You mentioned the digital collage workshop. Is it one of the tools you use the most? Yes. So... Um, I use the digital collage a lot for specific um, requests when people want to know more about the digital impact on the environment. Digital collage is part of an organization. Uh, this organization is, is between a social enterprise and a charity. I think there isn't a, a real word in, word in English. It's a French organization. And the, the mission, the, the, the mission of this organization is to raise awareness around the digital impact of the environment as quickly as possible. And this is based on a, on a very interesting, um, uh, system actually, because, uh, as I said, you know, descending lecture is over. And, uh, and, and now it's really about tackling this with a more fun way and collaborative way. So it's based this workshop on collaboration first and on collective intelligence. And this is very interesting because people realize this during the workshop that they know something. And when they put all this knowledge together as a team, they can actually crack the clues of what we're giving them as a game. So it's, it's a set of cards they need to put in a certain order. Um, and they discover themselves then uh, the knowledge and, and that's really helpful. So yes, they are in this context, uh, it can be team building, it can be perfect as well for IT uh, departments looking to set up a green IT strategy and they don't know where to start. So that could be the first step, for example, to understand all the different bits of digital impacts on the environment. What does it mean when people are coming to us? They are a bit lost and confused because you hear a lot about different things. You can hear about um, the mental health element of digital, but mm. you can hear also about the emissions. And then you hear less about the materiality of the digital impact. And this is where it hurts, actually. This is this materiality that hurts our, our planet right now. Thanks a lot. And full disclosure for my audience, I am also a digital collage facilitator, <laughs> but I was not <laughs> part almost from day one of this beautiful adventure like Sandra was with Aurélien and Yvain. So that's why I'm very happy that she will explain all of this in details. And I was wondering, how do we avoid the information dump as coined by Timothy Morton in Being Ecological? That's we tend to push a lot of scientific facts, mostly anxiogenic and with short lifespan into people's minds. Then we push for technical remediations, but 
there are not that much true aspirational triggers like um, I have to do it to solve a problem rather than I have to do it because that will, that will make my life better or life of everyone better. How do you see the digital collage working on this, uh, on this issue? Well, what, what's great, I think, in the, in the digital collage um, developed by Aurélien Derang and uh, Yvan Mounet is that they have dedicated a whole part on actions. Mm -hmm. So um, the first part of the workshop is about understanding by plane. So that's the set of cards where you discover those eventually disturbing Uh, big or key facts, uh, but they are needed. They are needed mm. for a wake-up call. They are needed as well um, to understand because there are a lot of myths that we need to break during a digital workshop. There is a lot of um, um, false um, thoughts around data centers, for example, mm. or, or, or the impact of the cloud. And, um, and there are things that are not really known about recycling and the low level of recycling in this sector or the resource-intensive uh, part. So you, you, you really need to make that clear so that at the end, when you come into the action part at the end, you have 20 or so cards that have been detailed to give you ideas on how does that connect to what you've just seen, you know, and, and how simple it can be sometimes, you know. There are some actions that just tells you to Keep your devices longer. Try to take care of it. You know, it's not, it's not the word what we're asking. The actions are very pragmatical and very close to the people and very easy to implement. And it might make your life better. That's what we call the co-benefits of having a more, mm. you know, frugal way of, of uh, running digital. So not asking for life-changing decisions but more a step-by-step -step approach into being exactly. more eco-conscious. And um, you also mentioned that the digital collage can be used to embark people when you start a green IT uh, strategy or sustainability strategy. What are the specificities in that case? Because some people might have to join the workshop rather than being volunteered to the workshop. How do you deal with that? Yes. <laughs> well, um, You just have to be one that um, when people are coming to a workshop on a mandatory basis, it's a very different situation in, in spirit. And, uh, and that's why you're asking the question. So they're not necessarily from their own wish there. And they're very reluctant from the beginning. So you see they're, um, they're not necessarily very open. But then, you know, That's a workshop which is based on collaboration and they need to work out with their team what, you know, the set of cards and the interconnections. We as facilitators, we are there to help them understand the game, but we're not the one really or necessarily giving hmm. a lecture because we're not there to give lessons and it would be a, a wrong signal too. We're not the one knowing everything by heart either or the, the absolute most expert. And, and it allows then for the team to understand that, you know, here we're all together in this and we're not lectioning anyone. You are actually discovering something that exists and then you take it with you and you express it as you want. So there, are, there is a lot of freedom on how to discover the, this knowledge. And because of the dynamic of the group, so 
we talk about uh, groups of six to eight people per, per team. Mm -hmm. And you can have multiple teams in a room. It's better to do it in person. Um, and you, you see that evolves. And where people with their body language are outside of the table, so we put the chair out so nobody can sit really. And they really need to be active around the table with the cards and really exchange together. So we, as a facilitator, we're not part of their discussion. We are coming back in each set, but we're not involved completely. They have to crack it themselves and they have a certain amount of time. And during you know, the development of this first phase, you see that through set by set, arrive set three of cards, people are much more involved and engaged mm. and they realize they understand the game how it, it's played there are only uh, bits of knowledge written on each of the cards that they can discover it's not overwhelming but then in the discussion with their colleagues it makes the whole much more interesting because they all have their own opinion or their own part of the knowledge and at the end of that understanding part, you see that people are much more open. And then at the end, they're really engaged and they really want to action and they really want to take action themselves. Because it's a peer-to-peer -peer communication process rather than a top-down. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So tomorrow, let's say I'm a product manager, tech leader, head of design, and I want to start a discussion within my team and or with my hierarchy. I'm aware of the situation, but I'm also aware that my colleagues or my hierarchy is not that much aware beyond the usual, oh, let's green the data center. What would be the advices that you will give to her or him? Yes, I think what's uh, really important is what is the level of understanding of the problem altogether around you? Um, how the people are interacting with topics like climate change, for example. How are they interacting with sustainability? What are the level of knowledge? And that's, that's the very first audit I would do around me. Another thing is that to find your allies within uh, your company, if it's a company. Uh, find people that are like-minded, think like you, and uh, want to push further that topic. The third advice I would say is that you need to embark as soon as possible your leadership. The best results we've seen so far is when leadership is on board. They understand the matter. When I say on board, then at least they, they, they are addressing as well when the workshop is proposed to the employees to frame it, to introduce why do they do this and put credibility on this step that is important to their company, to them and to their company, and to the transformation and the future of their company. So if I have advices uh, to give, it's really those ones. And uh, don't be on your own. Find allies uh, internally. It's much easier. Then try to embark your leadership. There is also another thing. Digital workshop is great. And the digital you know, digital impact on the environment is one part of the big picture. And if you don't understand the big picture first, then, then you might have some problems to grasp also the, the part of digital in there. So my, always my, my first recommendation would be, well, let's understand first what do we talk about here, and it's climate change, and then why is digital taking such a big part in this? Because it's part of the whole. So that's another thing. I hope it answers your question again. Yeah, that's super interesting. And that, that leads me to two other questions. The first one being, we tend to see 
the ecological impact as equal to carbon emission and, of course, climate change it creates. But we also are facing all the planet boundaries uh, today, especially the biodiversity crisis, the resources exhaustion. So in your mind, would you say that we should have workshops about, of course, I would first and foremost climate change, but also the biodiversity crisis and maybe some other crises before starting any awareness program specifically dedicated to digital? Or is there any shortcut? Well, it would be creme de la creme to be able to, um, to acknowledge the people around the climate change crisis so that they really understand what it is about. Biodiversity um, can be addressed within the climate change uh, topic too. Mm. Uh, so we're addressing it in our climate, um, in our climate pitch, uh, in our conferences, because it's equally urgent and important to understand. Now... It's, it's the ideal picture. If you don't have the time, you can, of course, go short and, and do the digital collage workshop. That's absolutely fine. And then during the workshop, there is a possibility uh, to discover also the link to climate mm. change and how is actually um, digital part of the climate change. So that's fine, too. Thanks. And um, my second question was, so how do you pitch your boss? <laughs> How do you pitch your boss? Um, well, as I said before, I think first you need to know from what you're talking about. So uh, you, you have to have a certain level of understanding. Even if you know about the urgency and it's great, I think it always helps to be backed up of things that you've done or, 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 or you, you know already. So that's one thing. Don't be on your own with that. I think it's always great to go uh, not on your own and not addressing this on your own, but already knows and point people around that uh, think like you. Have lots of key facts and, uh, you know, boss um, relies on on um, on facts and, uh, and what you're advancing needs to be backed up. And also, um, I think, and this is from my 20 years working in business, <laughs> You need to make the maths in terms of what does this mean for the company? Hmm. Um, what does this mean in terms of finance? And uh, actually digital and applying a, a green IT strategy might help financially, will help financially because you will make some savings. So maybe go that door and show that actually if you reduce you know, your IT uh, park and, uh, and and you use longer every device, for example, then you will not have to renew every other year your devices. It mm. will make a huge benefit um, or saving to the company. And if you think like this, and if you draw actually all the benefits that are connected to this type of step, then it's much easier. Absolutely. There are huge savings to be made. And I think another point might also be that, um, especially for pure players like digital pure players, having the first mover advantage. We know that at some point some regulations will come. We know that at some point some um, awareness will happen to very critical segment within the entire customer. Absolutely. And that also might be a trigger, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, so we talk about the. Um risk slash opportunities because mm. it can be a risk but you can change it to an opportunity as a company and this is where we talk about talents for example mm. if you have the right you know the new generation is looking for purpose and um, they're looking for missions where 
they understand mm. that the value of the company are what they embrace and are within uh, our planetary um, limitations. So there, there is a challenge as well here to retain and to attract talent. And this is one part of the risk slash opportunity you can have. The other part is your client, your client based. You know, clients are more and more now aware of what's happening and they want and are looking more and more for sustainable solutions. If you're able as a company to make it credible and to embrace this transformation towards your clients, then you will you will win. So it's what you said as well, having the, this competitive advantage if, if it's about competitive advantage here. And it's the same when you want to work with, um, with great uh, suppliers, for example, that are thinking alike. And then you enter a kind of ecosystem, which is um, the good type of ecosystem that hmm. pushes you into the right direction. Creating a virtual loop rather than a vicious cycle exactly going back to my product manager or tech leader or anyone working in the digital industry what will be your um, recommendations to learn more about digital sustainability and all that is related i think the most difficult to grasp at the moment is that um the, this rucksack, this digital mm -hmm. rucksack is not really known. And also it's bits and bobs. So you will read something about mining and extraction. You will read something about recycling. You will read something about the cloud, the data centers. But there isn't a proper source where it encompasses everything. And this is what the French have done so far. And, um, and after working now almost two years uh, on the digital collage workshop and also contributing to, um, to the international expansion and looking for sources outside of France, it has been a challenge. So it means that, um, you know, really talking and understanding the span of green IT, sustainable IT, it's hard um, or you have to read different things. So what I can actually suggest to the people here on this podcast, if you have 30 minutes to spend, then there is a, a great uh, mock which has been done by the Institute of Sustainable IT, INR in France. And it's actually, we're lucky it has been translated in English. Um, and it, it goes over all the key topics that you need to know when you start your journey on digital uh, sustainability. And if you have more time, then you can dedicate four hours to it. Uh, there is the longer program on this and you can go back to it whenever you want because it's a mock, so it's available to everyone. And it gives you a really good idea on all the topics that, uh, that are linked to this yeah, responsible practices to apply in, in digital from every single aspect. Um, so I think that could be, that could be a, a good start to it, uh, if I may. And then, and then th this is about, um, more looking into in, into diverse projects. I, I have a great case studies I can um, advise here to, to, to our audience. Decathlon um, has done this. Decathlon I, I follow closely as well. I think they're, they're really um, smart in the way they, they approach uh, the sustainability topic. And when it comes to digital, they have actually applied a green IT strategy. And I can give you the link, but uh, there was an article um, written by the head of IT back then, 
um, to explain the six steps all companies should follow to decrease their digital impact. And also at the end, you discover that they have developed their own measurement tool uh, on their carbon footprint and they open source it so everyone can have mm. access to it. And this is really the aim here. So reading case studies also helps, I think. And just for my dear listeners, um, as you know, all the links, all the reference to everything we spoke about will be put in the landing page. So don't worry. Thanks a lot for uh, these two very valuable pieces of information. Would you advise some influencers, um, leaders uh, to be followed? Because that's how the game is played yes. also today. So if you've got two or three names. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think uh, there is a, um, a young engineer called Corentin de Châtel Perron. I'm not sure you heard uh, of him. Um, Nomad des Mers, he, he, he created this Nomad des Mers uh, initiative. He went on to a, a trip to Bangladesh and he decided uh, to sail there. Um, and he, he did this sailing with the minimalistic uh, mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, he had uh, the ambition to be on his own and to be completely autonomous. So, um, and then he decided to, um, to build the low-tech lab. And the low-tech lab is great because it's a mission um, to share solutions in the spirit of low-techs with as many people as possible. And the last one I could um, I could advise as well, and actually this is a, a lady I've met in my earlier life, Jen McConigal. Jen McConigal was actually um, a fan of gamification. So she actually researched gamification as a positive way to develop projects. And actually, she showed by research that uh, it can help tremendously to solve complex problems. In the medical research, for example, they have been able to uh, to develop new vaccine within only a couple of weeks instead of 10 years, for example, and you go on. Um, and this lady has now uh, published a new book and has also initiated a new movement called Urgent Optimists. I love this idea of optimism because we really need optimism to go on. The gloom of the situation doesn't help every day, but what helps me are this type of organization. There is another one from Christiana Figueres called the Stubborn Optimist, mm -hmm. or she's called a Stubborn Optimist, and she has created the Global Optimism Movement as well. And it helps because sometimes it's daunting to be faced every day mm -hmm. with this um, <laughs> with this picture of the world and you still need to carry on. That's so true. And that's great sources to share because I didn't know about Jane McGonagall. So I think I'm going to jump on her book. Um, well, that was awesome. So thanks a lot, Sandra, for being with us today. I was very pleased to be invited. Thank you very much, Gail, for inviting uh, me. You're more than welcome. Your insights and feedbacks they were just great, uh, especially on the digital collage, but also on how to pitch your boss and your colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> Our main motto should be never give up right now. So true. <laughs> and be, and you're not on your own, so be in community, yeah. really. I think you had this in your first podcast, but the Climate Action Tech mm -hmm. Group is really great for that too. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again. And uh, next month, uh, we will go either to Seattle, to Berlin, or to Paris, depending on the agenda of my three next guests. I'm so sorry to tease you. It was not attended, but great doers, they tend to be busy people. So subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss the next episode. 
And that's it for this month. Thank you all for listening to Green.io. As you surely have noticed in this episode, Green.io is a non-profit podcast, so we rely on you to share it and rate it five stars on your favorite platform. My dear listeners, you are our true communication power. And you are our scout as well, so feel free to share with me your ideas for new guests who want to make our digital world greener, one by at a time. <laughs>